0: You're dealing with a nation of people that are impatient. We're a nation of people that are used to flicking up or flicking across, depending on what platform we're looking at. And we give brands and individuals just such a small window of opportunity to say, hey, I'm worth listening to.
1: You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers, and leaders. With thanks to our partner, Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking, and strategies to elevate your results. For more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier for your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. And to get new episodes of Elevate directly to your inbox, sign up at eliteagent.com slash subscribe. Here is your host, Samantha McLean.
2: Hey, hey everyone, it's Sam here. My guest today is someone who's well known to the real estate industry, and that is the agency's general manager for Queensland, Steve Carroll. For those of you that don't know Steve, he's held top tier leadership positions for many well-known companies in the industry, including REA Group, while his passion for technology and digital media has seen him also liaise with some of the top tech giants across the world, including Google, LinkedIn, and Facebook. In addition, Steve founded Digital Live and The Ride to Provide, raising over a million dollars for underprivileged children in Thailand. We also know Steve as the host with The Most, and he'll be back to MC Elite Retreat 2024 on Hamilton Island. So, Steve, welcome back to the show.
0: Yeah, great to be here, sir.
2: What are you, 2023 has been, hey?
0: Well, I was listening to the podcast you did with my friend, the Optioneer from uh, Melbourne. And you were arguing, whether not You were debating whether or not it was a roller coaster year or if it was a year of a circus, I think you described it, or a... a, Quite a- luck.
2: <laughs> An amusement park, yeah.
0: Amusement park, that's the one, yeah. Interesting 12 months.
2: Absolutely. And the big fella's set to come down the chimney soon, so I just want to know, have you been naughty or nice?
0: I'd be very nice. Do you want to know why I'd be nice? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I made a promise to one of your big fans, Maz Farrelly, back in January, that if she did the 500-kilometer bike ride in Thailand, she would come back in one piece. And guess what? She came back in one piece.
2: Yeah, that makes it.
0: That's why I'd be nice.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm absolutely not going to argue with that, nor would I ever argue with the great Maz Farrelly, because she's a very wise person. But speaking of wisdom, the reason I wanted to get you on the podcast, not just to talk about 2023 in general, but things tend to start slowing down in the real estate industry around this point which is sort of that late November early December and at the top of the show I mentioned that you've worked for REA so you know all the interesting phenomena that happens at this time of the year so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that so that you know let's just say agents are not going on the big holiday or whatever it is this year that they're well positioned to pick up business you know because it is out there yeah
0: absolutely not only realestate.com, but I was very fortunate to spend some time at LinkedIn in the United States, went over to Google, and uh, just try to understand the behavior of consumers. And I reckon I know enough to share some gold nuggets to the audience today, Sarah.
2: Amazing, amazing. So there's this myth that nothing happens over Christmas, that properties are not bought or sold, but I heard anecdotally, it might have been from Nigel Dalton or someone like that that Boxing Day is actually the biggest traffic day on realestate.com.au. True or false?
0: Absolutely true. Absolutely true. The number of Australians looking at property, looking at real estate agents absolutely explodes as soon as Santa is back at the North Pole. And uh, can I tell my Harrod story?
2: I'd like to hear a Harrods story. I'm Harrods a good- story. End of the crown, so like I'm keen on any and all Harrods stories.
0: Right. Well, the, the Harrods story is very relatable to what we're going to be talking about. So a good friend of mine, Kamlath, I worked with her in uh, London for many years. Prior to uh, working with me, she worked in the marketing department at Harrods. And she was saying to me that one of the most stressful times for people who work at Harrods in the marketing team is the build up to Christmas. Because one of the most important things they have to get right is they have to get that shop window looking amazing. Uh, because if you think about it, Samantha, you've got millions of people walking up and down Oxford Street, um, Knightsbridge. You've got some amazing stores like Harrods and Selfridges. And what the shop window does, it drags people into the store. So you've got to have a really attractive shop window to say, hey, Samantha, stop. Don't walk past me. Come in and buy some stuff. And uh, Kamala was saying to me that if they got the shop window looking amazing in that lead up to Christmas, that would get foot traffic and obviously that would create transactions. And it's no different in real estate. And one of the things that amazes me in real estate is real estate agents spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money on their physical shop window. So looking good at open for inspections, looking good in the car they drive, looking good in the suit that they wear. And I get that, and that's very, very important. But what a lot of real estate agents fail to do is to really focus on their digital shop window, which gets a lot of traffic, especially from Boxing Day onwards. And so many real estate agents let themselves down by not putting enough effort and energy into that digital shop window.
2: Yeah, interesting. So what do you think? I know you just run a couple of little online sessions and things like that. And, you know, I know that it's something that you have quite a passion about because that's in some ways how digital live actually started was, you know, you helping agents with their profiles. I don't even remember back to like twenty sixteen, I think when you and I first met, you actually helped our first Transform crew with their profiles. I mean, what do you feel is stayed the same and what's changed like what are some hot tips that you can give people to get their windows ready for christmas
0: yeah absolutely well let's start off with another little story i know i love my stories but i think the stories hammer home the the key point so if you remember samantha i took a load of real estate leaders over to the usa during my time at rea and one of the trips that we made was to uber's head office And what I learned was Uber. So this is us in America. What I learned was Uber is used in about 73 different countries across the globe. According to Uber, one of the most impatient nation of users of Uber are as Australians, yeah? If the Uber isn't arriving within three or four minutes, we get agitated and we get flustered and it's not good enough. And so I think it's really important for real estate agents and property managers and leaders and principals to understand that our community haven't got a lot of patience. So when you're dressing your shop window, you've got probably two or three seconds to grab them to say, hey, I'm worth actually learning more about. Now, Maz Farrelly at Elite Retreat did an amazing job talking about that Netflix trailer. So for continuity, let's just talk and remind what Matt's talked about. So we know on a Saturday night, you're flicking through Netflix or Britbox or whatever your preferred platform is to work out what you and the family are going to want. And you probably give each trailer two or three seconds and then you make a decision whether or not it's for me or it's not for me. Sam, no different to real estate profiles on realestate.com, domain, rate my agent, view, LinkedIn, and so on and so forth. You've got to have something that grabs the potential seller or buyer to read more about you we sat maz calls it the netflix trailer and you know one of my favorite netflix trailers within the real estate industry is sarah hackett who simply says and she can say this because she was awarded this title by realestate.com.au last year she is australia's most influential woman in property that's her netflix trailer Now, if you were meeting Sarah Hackett from Place for the first time and uh, she introduced herself as that, I think you're more likely to want to hang around and find out a little bit more. You're unlikely to go, that sounds really boring. I'll just go and find the bathroom or get myself a drink.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, like what you're describing there is what I'd call supermarket marketing, which has become really more, so much more obvious to me over the last few months in that, You know, if you are selling laundry detergent, for example, in a supermarket, you've got a big supermarket aisle. There are people in FMCG that pay millions of dollars in research just to work out what color the cap should be to stand out from the crowd. And then there's the label on the front of the detergent, which says what it is. And those two things together have to be enough to make you want to go tell me more.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And interestingly, I was talking to a gentleman only a few weeks ago who was an accountant, and he said to me, he said, how the heck can I make my Netflix trailer interesting because I'm an accountant? And he got a great sense of humor, Sam. And he said to me, you know, if I go to a barbecue and people say, what do you do for a living? I say I'm an accountant. He said, they somehow want to go and find a drink or want to go and find a partner because it's a real, dull, boring Netflix trailer. And unfortunately, so many real estate agents in Australia across the world have a real boring, samey Netflix trailer, and they just get flicked on. And anyway, this accountant and I, we had a bit of a chat, and so we came up with. So it's not perfect, but I asked him, you know, what do you actually do for a job? And he said, Well, I work. With, I help. I help build wealth for families by understanding boring data, and I said, I love that. So if I came to you at a barbecue and I didn't know you and I said, you know, what do you do for a living, Frank? And Frank said to me, well, I help build wealth for families by understanding boring data. I think there's a high chance that I'd ask a few more questions. And that's my point. So, you know, one of the things that I would urge all real estate agents to do right now as we build up to a season where the traffic to their profile, the traffic to their profiles is going to absolutely, uh, to their properties, is going to absolutely explode, is make sure that you've got that advertisement that makes you sound interesting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we're not talking like I sell houses or anything like that, or I'm passionate about property because everybody says that. But I mean, look, I've been, um, you know, my house is on the market at the moment, and What I really want to see from an agent, this might or might not be controversial, but they've really got my back, you know, someone that is going to protect my investment. Why don't more agents actually say something emotional like that, which would appeal to potential vendors?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, when I'm talking to real estate agents about this, what I say to them is, you know, you're dealing with a nation of people that are impatient We're a nation of people that are used to flicking up or flicking across, depending on what platform we're looking at. And we give brands and individuals just such a small window of opportunity to say, hey, I'm worth listening to. Again, I loved uh, Maz Elite Retreat, and she was talking about her lawyer friend who uh, also said, you know, how the hell do I make myself sound interested? I'm a lawyer. And it's a very boring kind of introduction to say I'm a lawyer but what Maz was saying was this particular lawyer came up with a Netflix trailer which was I work with CEOs to keep them out of jail (laughs) yeah and I love it and again Sam if you met somebody at a party and you said what do you do for a living I work with CEOs to keep them out of jail you're not walking away you're finding out more information And so there's the challenge for real estate agents in a market where listings are low to have something that stands them out in the crowd.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's really good advice. And then I guess if we get to that point, like we get to the point where we're actually past the lid on the washing detergent and we're past the front label and someone's actually turned it, like someone said, tell me more, which is the equivalent of turning something around and reading the back label. How do we set ourselves up to make sure that what people find there is in line and makes them want to pick up the phone?
0: Yeah, it's a really good point. And can I'll just throw a real quick win for real estate agents who are listening to this podcast. Make sure your contact details are up to date. So it's really interesting the number of real estate agents who in their LinkedIn profile or on their profile on their company website the phone number or the email address is missing or it's not there. And, you know, I'm old enough to remember Yellow Pages. If you wanted to contact somebody, you use Yellow Pages to find out where they were based and the phone number of their business. I think more and more people are now using platforms like LinkedIn to find out people's phone numbers. So, so irritating if you've grabbed somebody in through an attractive shop window they want to contact you and then you're making it very difficult for them because you've got missing information. Really, really important.
2: Yeah, that's it. Once you've sort of got someone's attention, you don't want to make it an Easter egg hunt for them to contact you.
0: Absolutely. And then also what you've got to do, Sam, is once you've got them in, and if you think about Harrods, so if the shop window gets people out of walking by into the shop, you've got to try and keep them in the shop as long as you possibly can. Because the longer they're in the shop, the more likely they're going to buy something. No different to real estate agents and their profiles. You've got to keep them engaged. And one of the projects I worked at on realestate.com AU was every single year about now, we would announce the top 100 agents in each state. And I was always intrigued at looking at who was in the top 100 and, and I'd always go to Elite Agent Magazine to find that list. And I would spend a lot of time watching and observing the behavior of these top 100, whether or not it's the top 100 from Victoria or New South Wales. And there's a couple of things that are consistent with all these people. One of them is this. They are awesome at sharing useful information to their community, sharing useful information to their community. Now, yesterday, we had a session with Tim Lawless, and Tim Lawless from CoreLogic showed a lot of data that was very, very relevant to homeowners in Queensland. Now, just to pick that data up and put it on your LinkedIn or on your Facebook is half the job because, yes, you are sharing useful information, but what I noticed with the top 100 agents from REA, they did more than that. They would share it and they would explain what it meant to the community that they served. So here's some data from Tim Lawless on XYZ. If you're a homeowner in the Gold Coast, this is what it might mean to you. And this is coming from the real estate agent who then builds a reputation of being a voice of credibility. So get them to come in through a good shop window and then keep them in shopping, looking at you by giving them great information and explain what it means to them and how it could impact their life.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's even more than that. Like with AI-powered agents, as you know, you were at one of the sessions, but I think that if you keep people updated with information like that regularly, it gives you more of an opportunity to send the, the transactional emails too, which are, you know, like here is a property or here is a something or are you still interested in whatever, like, That whole idea that you've just said of, you know, keeping people informed with useful information, like it allows you to do so many other things.
0: Absolutely. And I think also, let's be candid, and like a lot of real estate agents have a reputation of, I think Tom Padas refers to it as commission breath, they're only in it for the dollar. But if you could position yourself as I'm an agent that is going to constantly share useful information from good resources like Tim Lawless, but I'll articulate what it means to you locally, you're just becoming that trusted real estate agent. And we know where that takes you to. Yeah. But this is the huge opportunity that real estate agents have by having a profile online, a shop window online. That really works hard for them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so, any other tips for getting set up for a great twenty twenty four? There, because I know if you're role in the agency at the moment, you're actually sort of talking to a lot of agents in Queensland on a day by day basis. What are some of the pieces of other nuggets of wisdom that you're giving to them?
0: One of the interesting things that I've been looking at over the last twelve to twenty four months is the increasing number of millennials that are buying, transacting in property. And of course, millennials like your daughter, my kids, they are different to us, Sam. The way that they go around buying and purchasing and making decisions is different to the Jet Xers or the baby boomers. And one of the things that's really obvious to me is millennials. So, and let's be clear here. When we talk about millennials, we're not talking about people in who are 16 and 17. We're talking about Individuals who are 28, 29, 30, you know, they've got good professions, they're in the real estate ecosystem. One of the things that many of them are passionate about is working with providers or working for companies that actually are successful and profitable, but care about the community. They care about others. And that generation actually care more about others than the Gen Xers or the baby boomers. It's just the way the data is coming out. So, one of the things that I say to real estate agents is if you're adding value to the community, whatever that might be, you may be helping out at the school's fate, you may be helping out at the equestrian center for disabled children, then share it on your digital profiles as you care about the community, you're successful. And you obviously display that through your reviews. You know what you're doing. You display that by sharing useful information. But you also care about the people within the community and less fortunate people around the world because that will actually attract that millennial audience to you and what you have to offer. Really important.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That whole community making an impact I think is going to get more and more important. It stuck me actually, I've become a bit of a fan of the Daily Oz, which a lot of people follow on Instagram, but it's run by Gen Z and my daughter's actually Gen Z. And you can tell in everything they write, the way that they write about the news and all the rest of it, that this generation coming through, they care. They really care about the planet, they care about other people, they care about causes. You know, it's very different to when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the real key things. The other thing that, I just going back to my REA days, I think I shared this story in Bali. And what a great conference that was, Sam. I I just have to say that you have a knack of introducing people to the real estate industry for the first time that really make an impact. Then they appear everywhere. But the most important thing is they appear with you and at Elite Retreat First. But I shared this story when I was at realestate.com.au working very closely with Nigel Dalton. We used to bring in... Consumers, So people that had bought and sold property, we'd bring them into a room and we'd put upon a wall, a massive wall, lots of different profiles that belonged to different real estate agents. And we'd give these consumers little stickers, and they were thumbs-up stickers or thumbs-down stickers. And we'd ask them to go along the wall. And if they saw something on a profile that an agent had written that attracted them to that agent... Put a, a thumbs up sticker and obviously the reverse thumbs down. And uh, where you start seeing a lot of thumbs down are uh, where agents just use what I call white noise phrases like, I'm humbled. I mean, for goodness sake, what the heck does humbled me? I'm but- passionate about property. And again, I think we all concluded at Elite Retreat. If you're using these words, if you're using these sayings, these expressions, but everybody else is using them, then you're going to get a lot of thumbs down when REA conduct that type of research that I've just been talking about.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Everyone knows with Elevate that, you know, when it starts getting close to Christmas, I like to start having a bit of fun on this. I don't quite have my Christmas ears on yet, but probably next episode I will. And I like to just ask people some, I guess, left of center questions just to sort of gauge the temperature of 2023. They're not all about real estate, but I don't know, Steve Carroll, are you game?
0: Yeah, let's go for it.
2: And they're just rapid fire questions. Just say the first thing that comes in your mind. Okay. What was the highlight of 2023 for you? And is there a particular moment that stands out?
0: I would say getting the bike ride in Thailand with a bunch of great real estate agents back happening after COVID was a great moment.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And how, how on earth did you convince me to get on it?
0: Uh, yeah, 2025. Yeah, absolutely. But Joking apart, there were times during COVID I thought that initiative was going to end. It was going to all be too hard. And to actually get into Thailand with a bunch of big-hearted real estate agents in 2023, April this year, I think we went, April 2023, it was a real ha-ha highlight moment.
2: Amazing. I think we should just quickly unpack my, I'm not going to call it caving in, but I do think that there's a good sales message in there somewhere. So- Remember, I think you first mentioned the bike ride to me back in 2017 or 2018 or something like that. And I think, you know, you knew it's almost like the door knock, isn't it? You know, you knock on someone's door and you know, you don't have a open hill of selling their house because they're not moving anywhere, but you knock on the door anyway, you make friends with them. And that's kind of the opening of a relationship. And, you know, I think back in 2017, what did I say to you, Steve, about going on the bike ride?
0: Over my dead body. Uh, don't mention it to me again. I'm never going to come, or something along those lines.
2: But if there was a sales message in there or a customer nurture message in there, I think that every time you brought it up with me, it was just, you know, gently, you know, have you thought about it again until one day, you know, you actually get the yes and you get the agency agreement signed. Here's my Form Six, Steve, deposit paid.
0: No, absolutely. And I can't wait to have you and Mark on the ride in 2025. I mean, it's interesting, but I'm going to make you blush now. But as a result of you and Mark riding, we've had to put on a second ride in 2025. So why have we had to do that? Well, the first ride that you're on is now sold out. I've never had a sold out bike ride, but I think a lot of people in the industry have thought, wow, I can ride with Samantha, I can ride with Mass Farrelly, I can ride with Mark Edwards. If they can do it, I'm doing it. So, ride that we launched two months ago through Elite Agent is all sold out. We're putting on a second ride a few weeks later, which means that I'm going to have to uh, not do 700 kilometres but 1,200 kilometres. So you kind of got your own (laughs) what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, Back on me.
2: Yeah, I'm just doing it for the nasty goring. You know that, don't you?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Okay, next question. That was a long question, but next question. What was the biggest challenge you faced this year and how did you overcome it?
0: Biggest challenge is... I suppose working with real estate agents not only at the agency but outside of the agency, trying to explain to them the importance of looking good online. And it seems to be a blind spot for a lot of people, but I believe it's so critical and it's really interesting. If you look at the really good agents, they do it really, really well and that's the proof in the pudding.
2: What is a new skill or a new hobby that you picked up in 2023?
0: Well, I would say doing everything with my right arm because, as you know, Samantha, I had a, a shoulder replacement, so it's a bit like a knee replacement or a hip replacement, but a shoulder replacement, which has meant that for most of 2023 I've been unable to use this arm and this shoulder. So everything from the garden blower to the hedge trimmer to lighting a fire, putting logs on a fire, sawing up wood for the fire has had to be done with the right R, which uh, has been a big learning for me.
2: It sort of makes you feel grateful when you've got two hands to wave around, hey?
0: Uh, I could wave this, but I still can't really use this side as the body. But hey, by January, February next year, I will be able to.
2: What places did you get to go to this year? Was there a particular trip or event that stood out? And uh, we've already talked about Elite Retreat and digital and the bike ride, so you're going to have to come up with something else.
0: Yeah, well, I will be going off to New York later this year. So I know the question was, where have you been? But it will still be in 2023. So I'll be celebrating with my family New Year's in New York. Looking forward to that long, long time since I was there.
2: Amazing. Who doesn't love the big apple in winter? Be amazing. Okay. What was your favorite book that you read this year and what did you enjoy about it?
0: Favorite book? Well, bizarrely, my son bought me this book and you'll laugh at this if you're a Wallopies supporter. It was about leadership and it was written by Eddie Jones and it was. Be- For the World Cup debacle, but I really enjoyed reading about his view on leadership and uh, the work that he'd done with the English rugby team, which obviously he failed to transfer into the Wallabies. But if you put the World Cup aside, it was a great book. And Eddie Jones' The Art of Leadership was uh, worth reading.
2: Yeah, it sounds better than Britney Spears, anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: definitely.
2: Than I read. <laughs> Did you pick up any new helpful productivity tricks or life hacks this year that you'd like to share with everyone?
0: Not really. I think, you know, just on a serious note, I think one of the things that as I get older, I start to realize is so important is getting that balance right between work and looking after yourself and family. So it's not a specific hack, but it's something that I think is critical. And sometimes we all be included. Forget that, and we shouldn't.
2: Yeah. Is there anything that surprised you or what surprised you the most in 2023? Did anything catch you off guard that you thought, wow, that's game-changing?
0: I'll tell you what I think will be game-changing. I think I listened to the podcast that you did with Anthony Catalano, and I've got great admiration for what he has done, and I think that 2024 is going to be a very interesting year to follow the cat and what he has achieved or what he is going to achieve. So I enjoyed the podcast with Anthony Catalano and you and I'm going to be watching vigilantly what he gets up to next year because I think it's going to be exciting.
2: It's one of my favourite things to do actually is watch what he does because it's just so it's so interesting the way that his mind works. So yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, who is someone that inspired you this year and how did they influence or motivate you?
0: I would say that would be my youngest son, Tom, who left Brisbane to go to Melbourne to university and he really struggled the first part of 2023. Didn't know anybody, was in a a strange city, living by himself, a real massive decision to kind of leave the safety of the family home. And uh, I think he reached a point, maybe May and June, where he thought, should I reengineer and rethink what I'm doing and go back to Melbourne and give it a go, or should I go home? And he, he did the former. He stayed in Melbourne. He's now having a terrific time, great network of friends, loving Melbourne. I'm trying to drag him back for Christmas and uh, he's pushing it back to possibly the last flight before Christmas Eve. And so that determination not to give in from Tom would probably be a big highlight for me, Sam.
2: Amazing, amazing. What are you most grateful for from 2023? Is there anything that stands out?
0: I would say that there's a lot of really caring people in the real estate industry who give their time give their support to me personally to some of the things that i'm very passionate about including the bike ride that we've talked about and i'm very grateful for that because without that support and without that network a lot of what i personally have achieved and what i've helped others achieve would not have been possible
2: Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of people out there that are grateful for you too, Steve, including me because you did such a fantastic job at Elite Retreat and, you know, I know that you're very well loved out there so there's probably a lot of people that are thinking the opposite or the same anyway. Thank you. So, Steve, that's it. You made it through my Christmas. It was tough
0: questions.
2: I know, I know. Well, at least I wasn't quizzing you about, you know, Christmas trivia this year, which is what I sat everyone through last year and, you know, Matt LaVoy got zero correct, so... So I thought I'd better change the questions up this year. Well,
0: I have to say, I listened to the Andy Reid podcast yesterday and I listened to what you asked him at the end and I thought, right, I've got this because I can – and, of course, none of those questions you bloody asked today.
2: (laughs) I like to keep everyone on their toes. 400 episodes we went past this year, so you're going to change it up. But it's a pleasure, as always, having you on the podcast If there was one thing or one wish for 2024 for everyone, what would it be?
0: My final message, uh, without wanting to sound like an old record, is Nigel Dalton and I, we, we did a bit of work when we were working together at REA, and we worked out that the average real estate agent in Australia gets looked at 30 times a week through their digital assets. So let's just think about that for a second. 30 times a week, the average agent gets looked at through their digital assets. That might be LinkedIn, their agent profile on domain, realestate.com, rate my agent, blah, 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 blah. That's 30 times, 30 opportunities to make a cracking great impression. So what I'd say to the real estate community is don't waste that opportunity to make a great first impression. Look at how you display yourself online. And if you just make three or four adjustments as a result of this podcast, then that's great.
2: Great advice, Steve Carroll. Thank you so much. And Merry Christmas.
1: Yeah, see ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate Podcast with thanks to Connect Now. To stay in touch with all things Elite Agent, sign up for our daily newsletter, The Brief, at eliteagent.com slash subscribe.